Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star as we continue this series on the voice of God. We began it last week, as Larry said, talking about God speaks through his word. So let's just begin with this, with this baseline truth. God is always speaking, period. He's always speaking. The problem is we don't always hear. Sometimes because we're not aware, sometimes because we have uh, distanced ourselves from him, sometimes we don't hear because we are distracted, but God is always speaking. He speaks to us through his word, but today we're going to be talking about he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, and I think it's going to be one of those days that could be transformative in your spiritual journey. So let's talk about this real quick. So yesterday, so here's how I spend my Saturdays this time of year. So typically, on a Saturday, I am either A, at a wedding, all right, or B, a ball field. Those are pretty much where I spend my Saturdays. Yesterday was a ball field. We got there about 9.30 in the morning. We left about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And I spend my day on Saturday, not just in the dugout, but I am the, I work with our pitchers. So I am in the bullpen. If y'all know what a bullpen is, I'm down, and the Braves are in spring training you know that God is good when we're back in spring training. But anyway, so they're, they're in spring training, so I'm down in the bullpen, and I have a job, and I, and I had this conversation with a young man yesterday. My job is to get you ready for the game. That's my job. And I wasn't quite as kind when I said it to him because he wasn't ready. But anyway, so I said, my job is to get you ready so when your life is on display, you are ready for what's gonna come at you. That's my job. So if you go out ill-prepared, I haven't done my job. If you go out and you weren't, you weren't uh, coached up, I didn't do my job. I would say the same thing for you today. My job isn't to get you ready for Sundays. Can we all agree Sundays are the easiest day to be a Christian? Can we all agree with that? I mean, Sundays are a breeze, man. Everybody's not. I mean, a few of you get a little angry in the parking lot when it's crowded, but, but for the most part, people are really nice on Sundays. My job as a spiritual coach for you is to get you prepared for the life that God's called you to live. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Would you pray with me? Father, we invite you in this room today. God, as that song said, you are welcome here to do your work. And Father, we ask you to do it and do it big today. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So let's talk about, let me set a little spiritual foundation and then we'll dive in the outline. <clears throat> we have our life before Christ. We are independent, we do our own thing, we are surrendered to nothing but our own will and desires. When the day comes that we meet Christ and we say yes to Jesus, and it may be sitting in a service, it may be something you did with your parent or your grandparent or at a revival, or they talked about it for many people, it's at a summer camp. Whenever that day was, a, a transformation happens, all right? What happens is, is scripture teaches that the Holy Spirit, so you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life. Larry quoted John 16 when Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, I am going away, 
but I am giving you a helper who is even greater than I, okay? Now, they had no clue what all this meant. But what happened was, at that point, Jesus was a physical body, so he could be in one place at one time, right? When Jesus ascended back to heaven and he said that Holy Spirit's gonna come, here's the beautiful part about that. He lives in your heart, he lives in my heart, and he lives in people who are in a hidden church in China's heart, right, that know him. One of the greatest outbreaks of revival right now is in the country of Iran. Right now, there is a spiritual outbreak going on like crazy. Well, when he takes up residence, when they say yes to Jesus, he takes up residence. Listen to the way Paul said it. I love how he said it. He said, do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. So here's the baseline assumption today. When you meet Christ, the Holy Spirit begins to live inside you. And, and, and get this, this is what we believe as a church. And he does not leave you. He does not live in you because of the good you do. And he doesn't leave you because of the bad you do. He lives in you because you've said yes to Jesus. Does that make sense to everybody? So we don't believe that you're gonna go out and uh, go to Publix today and be rude to the clerk and you lost your salvation. We believe that when the Holy Spirit lives in you, he has taken up residence. And when that Spirit lives in you, then the Spirit begins to work in your lives. And like, Mike, I don't understand that. You could, you could almost say it. Have you ever wondered one time like why something didn't work and you figured out, oh my goodness, I didn't plug it in. You remember Clark Griswold at Christmas when he was lighting up his house and they couldn't figure out why the lights weren't working. They kept changing the bulbs. And the problem wasn't the bulbs. The problem was it wasn't plugged in with all the 800 other cords in the garage. It wasn't plugged in. The Holy Spirit, when you plug into the Holy Spirit, he changes everything about you and he begins to minister to you and he begins to help you understand what God's trying to say. So I want you to write a little thought down and we're gonna dive right in the outline. So if you've got the North Star notes on, um, on online from our app, I'm looking for that word. I couldn't find the word app, all right? And so you got them on the app. That's the best way to follow along since we can't hand you things this morning and I, I sure miss giving y'all something to write on. But the Spirit, I want you to write this down, the Spirit takes the will of the Father, all right, I want you to write this down, the Spirit takes the will of the Father and the work of the Son and makes them a reality in a believer's life. The Spirit takes the will of the Father and the work of the Son and makes them a reality in a believer's life. This triune God, they do not, they are all he personalities, not an it. Holy Spirit's not an it. It's a he, and he's active. He takes the, the will of the Father, the work of the Son, and he makes them reality. It's what Henry Blackaby in his book, Can You Hear God's Voice? I will say this, all right, and we're gonna dive in the outline. I was taught a lot growing up about God the Father, I was taught a lot growing up about God the Son, but I grew up in a Baptist church and it's like, shh, don't mission the Holy Spirit, all right? So I mean, that's just sort of how it was. I mean, that was just how many of us grew up and we don't, th there's just parts of this, this person that were never taught. I just didn't hear a lot. I grew up in a great church. I just didn't hear a lot on it. So what does 
the Spirit do in our lives? And when he placed his Spirit in you at salvation, what's he there to do? Number one, he helps me remember who I am. He helps me remember who I am. You could write down the, the, the phrase under it. He helps me remember my new identity. The day that you meet Christ, you have a new identity. Right? You are no longer who you were. Remember, remember what, what Paul said? If any man is in Christ, he's what kind of creation? A new creation. You are remade. You have a new identity. It was funny, so I left Liberty University in 1991 and Fayetteville, Georgia in 1987. If you knew me at, in Fayetteville, Georgia, or you knew me at Liberty University, you knew my identity of what I did then. That was, I played, that was what I did. Well, when I moved to Kennesaw, Georgia in 19, the summer of 1991, and I moved here on my, my fast track to success. I was gonna be in just Kennesaw just for a short time, right? And then I was gonna move on to, what is it, 2021 now. But anyways, so I've uh, been here a long time. My identity wasn't baseball anymore. Nobody here knew me that way. They knew me as Mike, a youth pastor, or Mike, the pastor. It was different, different identity. When, when the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life, there are gonna be times you forget who you are. I want you to look with me at this passage, ready? In Romans, Paul said, so you have not received a, what's that, I can't reach it, that last word over there, not received a what? Spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's Children, this spirit gives us peace that we are his. Yes or no question. Are there times you doubt that you're his? Yes or no? Yes. We fail, we mess up, we don't walk with the Lord, we don't follow him, we don't listen, and we go, man, listen, and the spirit is like, no, 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 you're his, and he is yours. So that spirit is within us, to remind us who we are now. Because I will tell you this, we many times wanna go back to our old nature, right? And we look back at to who we were. The longer you didn't know the Lord, I came to know Christ at 14, but I got a lot of friends at North Star. Here's one of the most interesting things about North Star. We have as many adults come to know Christ as we do kids, which is very abnormal for church, very abnormal. Meaning, though, if you come to know Christ in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, you've had a lot of life without Jesus that the enemy can remind you of. The Spirit is put in you to remind you you're his now. You're not who you used to be. Point number two. Ready? Not only does it help me remember who I am, he helps remind me to know what is true. To know what is true. We live in a world that promises a lot of things. Would y'all agree with that? We live in a world that promises a lot of things and you don't know who to believe or what to believe. The, invariably, this is the new thing around our house and, and I hate Ann's not in here to enjoy this, but 
but I'll go, where did you learn that? And she'll go, well, I saw somebody do it on TikTok. And I'm like, that scares me. I don't know why putting validation in TikTok is, is a good thing, but, but well, I saw it on TikTok, or I saw it on Twitter, I saw it on Facebook, or I heard an infomercial on it. We don't even know what's true. Here's how, to, here's how I remember this. He helps bring assurance is the way I wrote it down. These things in John, he said, I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you things and bring to remembrance of what I've said to you. So he does two things, ready? I want you to write these down. He helps me understand God's word, a little extra here, understand God's word, and he helps remind me of God's word. I don't know how many people I've met and they said, Mike, I would walk with the Lord more, but I'm just afraid I don't know enough. Well, let's just go ahead and clear it up. You'll never know enough. But when you begin to put, that's why we started with the word, when you begin to put that word away in your heart, he'll remind you. Well, I've been in conversations with people and a verse will come to my mind. I haven't read in 15 years, but he brings it to my mind, right? Why does he do that? Because that Holy Spirit is our helper. That's, so when Jesus told the disciples he was leaving, leaving, or everybody look at me. When he told the disciples he was leaving, they were terrified. How are we gonna make it? It's gonna be just up to us. Can I, can I go ahead and tell y'all? It's never just up to you. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. but I've gotta put away God's word for him to speak to me through God's word. Does that make sense? I gotta put it away. I remember my youth pastor growing up, he used to keep index cards and he would write a verse on an index card and he kept it on his, he kept it on his dashboard as long as I've ever seen. And, and he definitely put it over the speedometer because he always sped. But anyways, so he put them on, on his dash and he'd memorize verses all the time, constantly. Why? Because there would be points that I've had to call him that he would just recall something. I had a, a gentleman on my podcast recently, we remember from baseball fame, named Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry was a phenomenal baseball player. But when I talk to Daryl now, he came to know Christ about 19 years ago, but he just quotes scripture. Why? Because he's hidden it away. And the helper brings it to his mind. Number three, the Holy Spirit helps me want what is right he helps me want what is right. And, and under that, I want you to write this phrase. This helps me remember it. Want to, not have to. Want to, not have to. Want to is when I'm like, I want to yield to him working in my life and I want God to use my life. There's a want to. Have to is I'm doing it to make God happy. God loves you as much today as he's ever gonna love you period. I love him back. I do things for the Lord because I want to, not because I have to. Look at the way it said, look at, look at the passage we've got for y'all today. For God, Paul told the church at Philippi, for God is working in you, giving you, what's that word? The desire and the power to do what pleases him. Boy, he begins to change your appetites and your desires when you're plugged into him. Remember, that's what Paul said, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. You're not who you used to be. You are new. 
if you are living like who you used to be and you know Christ, you are unplugged from the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Point number four, he helps us avoid what's wrong. He helps us avoid what's wrong. I think this is one of the things that we discount. That the Holy Spirit as a guide, a helper, a convictor, helps us avoid what is wrong. He knows the areas we don't need to go. And sometimes he quickens our heart, like this isn't right, I shouldn't be here. So funny, Ann and I were at an event together a year or so ago, and we both looked, and it was a, it was a corporate event, but we looked at each other and we're like, we just don't feel comfortable being here. What was the Holy, it was the Holy Spirit, it was a great program, it was, we just didn't feel comfortable. Remember there's a scripture in the Old Testament about Balaam's donkey, right? One person was so stubborn they had to speak to him through a donkey. I don't know how many times I've prayed with some business leaders and one of them will probably be in another service about if this isn't God's will, man, just pray that the Holy Spirit will just shut the door so tight. I call it the prayer of Balaam's donkey. The Holy Spirit will shut the door so tight you can't walk through it. Mike, is that real? I believe it is. He's my helper, right? He's my God. So if I was going down the, the Nantahala River, so the very first time I took students as a student pastor down the Nantahala River, I, I, another guy set the trip up. I had been down the Ocoee, the Chattooga, but we always had a guide in the boat. I get to the Nantahala and walk up there and I said, well, where's the guide? And they went, you're the guide. And I went, oh, that's not good, all right? Because I don't know right from left. And, and we get on, this is a little truth. We get on the river and I've got each side paddling and our boat just starts spinning. And we, we, we went into brush and then there was like, 40 feet on this side, 40 feet on this side, and I hit the pylon of the bridge in the middle of the river because I'm not a guide. We put a guide in the boat to help us know where to go. The Holy Spirit is that guy. Look at what it says. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of, mm -hmm, all right, and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching God's word in Asia at that time. And we don't know why the Holy Spirit prevented them, but they did but, you, but here's the part. I want you to write this down. They listened. How did they listen? They were tuned in. They were connected with the Lord. Maybe it's a decision. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's a place. Maybe it's a thing. And boy, that Holy Spirit. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Most believers never attach themselves enough to the Lord to experience this power. Remember, my job. My job's not to do that for you. My job is to get you ready for the game. Ladies and gentlemen, this life is a battlefield. Just like I prepare a kid for a game. It's in a scrimmage. This is the real deal. Bullets are, bullets are flying. We have as much of Jesus as we choose to have. Does that make sense to everybody? Point number five. And he helps us do what is good. He helps us do what is good to live the life we were created to live. Right, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Can we all agree 
100% certainty. When are we gonna be done with masks? We have no idea. When is everybody gonna get the vaccine? We have no clue. When's the church gonna reopen? Don't know. Reopen like, like everybody's back, reopen. I, I don't know. When's life gonna get back to normal? People ask me that. I thought the virus was gonna burn off last summer. All right, so I, I have no clue. One thing I can tell you with certainty is this life will end for everybody sitting in this room one day. That what I can say for certainty. Either by death or Jesus comes back. And I believe he'll come back. Well, I've got a sunroof, so I can get right out if I'm driving. I can just head right out up. I don't bump my head or nothing. I just head right out. Certainty, that's a fact. We're all gonna stand before the Lord. Can you imagine standing before the Lord and seeing what your life could have been? How you could have used the gifts and abilities? You're not gonna be judged like whether you're gonna get in or not if you know Christ. You're gonna be judged on how you Live this life with the gifts and abilities he's given you. That's, that's, the, that's the way it is. I don't want to live my life unattached from the Lord. I want to live my life attached to him, letting the Holy Spirit speak into my heart and my life in that still small voice. I can name moments to you in my journey when I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God spoke to me. Not audibly, but in my heart. You know why? Because it lined up with his word. It pointed my life in a direction that would help others. And it made me surrender more. So the day that I met Christ, I gave up my own will. I took on his, right? If you're taking up your will, you're probably not listening to the Holy Spirit. If you're taking up his, you probably are. I want to get you ready for the game. There's going to be times I'm not there for you to text and go, hey, what, what should I do? Or your small group leader's not there. Or Mike Wynn's not there. Or Daniel Hoover's not there. Or Steve Roach isn't there. To text, hey, hey. That's why he left the Holy Spirit to quicken us, to teach us. See, here's the crazy part. All right, everybody look at me. Well, you're here today and you're like, Mike, this is like Greek to me. I, I don't understand because you don't know the Lord. And today though, you feel the Holy Spirit because he's tugging and he's drawing. Would you pray with me real quick? Maybe you're watching from somewhere this morning and you say, Mike, I hear you. And man, I've gone to church and I've sung the songs, but this is, this is foreign to me. But Mike, it's like there's this tugging in my spirit well, that's him drawing you to him. Can I lead you in a prayer to say yes to him and begin that relationship? Say yes to Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I need you. I know I can't do it without you. And I know 
that I'm at the end of my rope. Dear Lord Jesus, as best I know how, I ask you in to be my personal Lord and Savior today. I want to be yours. and I want the Holy Spirit to guide my life. That's the step from death to life. If you made that step this morning, Larry's going to tell you in a couple minutes your next step. But the vast majority, you've said yes to Jesus. And you're this powerful tool God can use. It's unplugged from him. Boy, just take a second. Say, God, make me aware of you. I don't want to live my life separate from you. Would you? Right where you are?